0: Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock. Bo, we've got breaking news coincidentally with our guest of the week, Mr. Jordan Schultz, NFL insider, joining us momentarily, Bo. Bo. How are you doing, and how
1: are you digesting this breaking news? (laughs) I'm doing great, and I think it was one of those voids that we were looking for the Arizona Cardinals to fill before training camp, possibly before the preseason, and it's a guy that we kind of looked at a while ago when we got the news that uh, Darrell Williams was going to visit the Arizona Cardinals, and we also discovered he's very similar to Chase Edmonds, so there's your guy that's going to possibly replace Chase Edmonds in 2022-2023. Darrell Williams, almost 1,000 yards uh, all-purpose
0: from scrimmage, I should say. uh, A part of that Kansas City backfield, kind of running back by committee uh, behind Clyde edwards Hilaire, who did miss time with injury. Williams had six touchdowns last year. I think most importantly, it's like he's going to be what we saw from Chase Edmonds, um, somebody that can spell James Conner maybe on uh, a driver two. Certainly, pass protection is a plus for him, which is key when you have Kyler Murray under shotgun and you want to keep him upright and healthy. He's somebody that's very fluid in the passing game but has a burst as a runner as well. Um, I think this is so interesting from a lot of different dynamics. 27 years old, immediately Bo becomes the RB2 for this Arizona Cardinal team. And we'll ask Jordan Schultz you know, how this transpired. And I think most importantly now, what does it mean for some of the stalwarts in the backfield, Jonathan Ward, Eno Benjamin? You figure, you know, maybe both jobs could be up for grabs. Neither could be safe, especially if Keontae Ingram, the sixth round running back out of USC, impresses. But I mean, it's a backfield other than James Conner that could look drastically different in 2022.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Even though, like we we brought it out when we first discussed this, the Spider Man meme, Daryl Williams pointing at Chase Edmonds because they are very similar. Williams just dynamic in the passing game. He averaged what yeah. nine yards per catch last season, and you know that's what you're really looking for. I know that James Conner is not inept as far as the passing game. We saw him. Break a couple screen passes, but for the most part, when you've got a guy that can, you know, high point a ball that our guy, Damian Anderson pointed out, you know, that's, that's pretty invaluable out of the backfield, especially when you've got a player in the, of Kyler Murray's caliber. And then, of course, you've got Cliff Kingsbury's offense, which is uh, often predicated on, on swing passes out of the backfield. Very running back friendly,
0: if you will. We've seen him plug and play somebody like Kenyon Drake midseason. Boom, immediate results. Chase Edmonds played his best football of his career under Cliff Kingsbury. Got better every season. James Conner comes to Arizona, immediate pro bowler. Say what you want about Cliff Kingsbury. And he's got some flaws as a play caller. But I think he, along with Kyler Murray, they make running backs great here. And that's why I think most of us felt like, had they drafted a back high two years ago, with the Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, they would have become stars. Had they taken it back in the middle rounds, we would have been confident with them there. I I think they're building this core the right way. I think James Connors' money threw a lot of people off this offseason, but, I mean, it's front-loaded. You just expect him to produce the next two years, and you're in good shape. Daryl Williams, we don't know the contract numbers, but we would imagine at this point in the offseason, probably closer to the vet minimum. Patrick Mahomes, supposedly, according to Jordan Schultz, called the Cardinals and said, this is a great guy, great pickup. He would do wonders for your backfield room. And then, you know, counter Ingram's making no money. That's the, that's the lifestyle you want to live in the NFL in 2022. You don't want to be like the Dallas Cowboys that are paying Ezekiel Elliott $18 million in a guaranteed yeah. salary this season, Bo Brock. So then they couldn't pay Amari Cooper. I mean, like you pay
1: receivers and you know, you don't pay running backs in 2022. No, you don't. And if you're not going to go young, if you're not going to maybe spend a second or third round pick and the Arizona Cardinals decided to pivot and go a different direction, obviously they went with a tight end and then they went with a pair of pass rushers. So they decided to go not draft an Isaiah Spiller, one of the top running backs that were remaining on the board. They decided, hey, we're going to get somebody who's been there before. Daryl Williams has a ton of playoff experience, as you mentioned, playing alongside Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be a guy that that when he's going to be, when the opposing defense is going to blitz Kyler Murray in a big situation, he's been there before. He's not going to be green to it. And he's going to be able to potentially pick up that blitz or, you know, leak out and make a big reception when Kyler Murray needed, just like chase Edmonds did. I, I remember that, that, that drive against Green Bay, he was spectacular. Their rapport was unbelievable. I don't expect yeah. that like right out of the gates, but he's done it with Mahomes, and I would fully expect that he can do the same with Kyler.
0: Eno Benjamin, seventh-round pick two years ago. We'll see if there's a spot on the roster. I still like him as a runner. Jonathan Ward, though, I just feel like a lot of what he previously brought to the table as a big physical back is gone with Keontae Ingram's arrival. We'll see. Keontae Ingram's a rookie. Jonathan Ward's, you know, been an NFL player for some time. We'll see how that transition is. But a lot to be decided in those first couple preseason games and training camp. Uh, Jordan Schultz joining us momentarily. Uh, we're going to get to a couple other things in the meantime, uh, one of which is The DraftKings Sportsbook app, which, oh, by the way, here the NBA playoff action is nonstop. Can't wait for the Dallas Mavericks to be swept tonight by the Golden State Warriors. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays you can do just that, Bo, create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have your shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs. Get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. It's call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code PHNX, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer, only minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details as we await. NFL insider Jordan Schultz and, and Bo were now roughly, what, 24 hours removed from Kyler Murray contract saga. <laughs> uh, this, this title I'm trying to put on it right now is, is horrendous voluntary OTA gate, um, right. you know, what's your takeaway
1: again from yesterday?
0: How are you feeling just about this whole saga continuing on?
1: I think that, you know, a couple of the reporters out there yesterday kind of put it into a perspective when you think like Deandre Hopkins, not there, Hollywood Brown, not there. James Conner not there. DJ Humphreys, Rodney Hudson, Marcus Golden, Byron Murphy. This is still the point in the OTAs and it's probably it might benefit you know, the younger players to get more hay out there as they kind of acclimate to the NFL level. So what we're looking at is, you know, it's much to do about nothing. I know that there's obviously people freaking out because they still are kind of, uh, they they feel uneasy about the Kyler Murray contract situation and certainly could have just made it a moot point if he shows up. Absolutely. But at the same token, like, I do appreciate that the organization it wasn't going to be held hostage by what was being played out in social media and publicly. But I also appreciate that Kyler Murray is not going to be hostage of because this is traditional or this is what is romanticized about what a leader or a quarterback does. It doesn't mean yeah. that he's going to change the way he operates. So, and, it, and it's it's clear that's how most of the veterans on this on this team operate. This is a new day and age. Like this is like the old guard would show up for all these things, but ever since the CBA changed a couple of years ago, it, it, it's very different. It's very very different. So you you're gonna you're if you're holding on to what you once believed was you know a true leader. Uh, you might want to get rid of it because as I said yesterday, he's like, this is going to be the guy for the better part of a decade, if not longer.
0: Yeah. If you're not comfortable with Kyler Murray, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to, to root for this franchise or to have a difference of opinion, but you, you just got to come to the conclusion. This is, this is going to be their guy under center indefinitely. They are going to sign him to a contract extension. That's at least of four years, four added years uh, of more money, obviously. And so, Again, he's not everybody's cup of tea. Bo and I prefer Kyler Murray to the statuesque quarterbacks of the past. You know, not to knock, you know, Carson Palmer and company, but I just think in the NFL today, in 2022, a skill set like Kyler Murray typically leads to deep playoff runs and potentially a Super Bowl. I, I put Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray in the same category of skill set. Other than Kyler Murray is noticeably smaller but like right. you have to have these dynamic quarterbacks to be able to win in the NFL. You cannot have, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a Mac Jones that can lead you to a championship unless everything else is perfect around him. And that's not sustainable. And right. really we're exiting that point now, Bo, you know, this off season, maybe you can dabble, maybe next off season of the splurge effect. And Ian Rappaport, you know, who joined us last week, talked about this. It's like, the Cardinals didn't want to go out and sign a bunch of people because they're happy to sign their cornerback to an extension. Whenever that gets done, they want to be a draft and develop kind of organization with sustained success. Yeah. We want to see Hollywood Brown, who's only 24 years old, and Trey McBride, who's 22, blossom with Kyler Murray because uh, that may not lead to Super Bowls, but if all through all those three guys pop with each other, that you're looking at, you know. 5 plus years of just really great football in Arizona. It may lead to playoff bursts, it may lead to conference championship games. All that, you know, you get to the playoffs, kind of all bets are off at that point. But I I just feel like we're in a day and age now where you get the quarterback right, typically you're going to be in the hunt every
1: year. Sure. And, and look, I mean, to play the other side of that and not just kind of a devil's advocate, but just because what we've seen and what we kind of know to be true is, is Steve Kime, as much as he wants to be a draft and develop guy, he's not, you know, right. you hope he's, he's starting to figure it out because he's mm-hmm. going to be the guy he signed an extension and he's going to be the guy going forward and has been the guy. But look, I would love to be the guy that gets up at five 30 in the morning and, and drinks the appropriate amount of water and all that stuff, but I'm not. You know, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Right? Hydrate, but- Bo, damn it. Coming <laughs> exactly. back to
0: Arizona, you got to hydrate.
1: But-, <laughs> but we are who we are, right? And, and sometimes uh, to-, to embrace that, and I think Les Snead did that, and he was wildly successful. To- but if if Steve Kime kind of did a little bit of a hybrid, he traded his first-round pick. He got a guy who's a proven commodity. He brought in Hollywood Brown, and also he, he kind of bolstered this offense in the second round by going against the grain by taking the top tight end off the board. So – you know, I, I like what he's done. I think that he's pivoting nicely. I, I, he continues to kind of be a work in progress post Bruce Arians, trying to figure it out because they were such a dynamic duo. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I also like that with the Kyler Murray saga continuing because we we weren't able to kind of put that to bed yesterday because he, no, he didn't show up now. to OTAs. Um, the, JJ Watt, Buddha Baker continue to be leaders on this team like mm-hmm. the Buda Baker thing where he said he went out to a bar by himself went under the name james he's a dentist i mean la <laughs> our guy speedo jacks it's just like these guys provide enough you know relief and kind of le- much needed levity to a situation that i think a lot of people uh make out more than it is yeah they're glue guys right and like that yeah. i think that
0: the frustrating thing not to bring it back to Kyler is that's what everybody wants Kyler to be. And he could get there at some point. That's not his personality now. That's always been Watt's personality. You know, Buddha probably took a little bit of time and, and experience yeah. in the NFL to be able to kind of get gravitas a the locker room. But Watt in particular, man, like I, I, he's got a big season coming up. He's making a lot of money. He did not complete last year, as, as we saw, got injured. But I think everything off the field has been what Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime had expected, had hoped for, and then some. Um, he he is a, stay war, a stalwart for this organization this season just because of so many unknowns that they have. You talk about in their front seven, issues with the pass rush, uncertainty at inside linebacker, you know, lack of depth on the defensive line. It, it, we talked to Sam Monson pro Football Focus last week, and it was basically like if JJ Watt can play seventeen games and give you you know 75 to eighty percent of what he typically can give. this this is going to be a good defense. Because we saw it last year. I mean, we saw it without Chandler Jones missing games for COVID uh, and had injuries, and and it was J.J. Watt who went to Cleveland and beat that Cleveland offensive line up and down the field. He he destroyed mm. destroyed San Francisco's line in that first matchup where Trey Lance started. He is a difference maker, and that's why I think it's so imperative right now. And we got the Daryl Williams signing. That's great. I think that was that was expected, but welcomed all the same. I would be very proactive if I was Steve Kime getting additional D-line help, not to supplant J.J. Watt or Zach Allen, but to just give them time off, to give them, especially J.J. Watt, breath on the field as it relates to, okay, if I'm J.J. Watt, I cannot be expected to carry this front seven. The best version of J.J. Watt, in my opinion, Bo Brock, is let's get 75 to 80% of the snaps in a game, Let's pick our spots up and down, first, second, and third down. Let's let's do interchangeable seven man fronts. Marcus Golden kicks out to end. Maybe Isaiah Simmons comes and and rushes the passer. I think we lost Bo Brock here. As we've if we've got some some Wi-Fi issues, I will continue to hold down the fort. Rest assured, producer Leo, as we try to get Bo back. Uh, as we're waiting, insider Jordan Schultz, as, as we're talking about breaking news as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals and, and what the expectations should be for this team entering 2022 with J.J. Watt and company. The hard knocks thing is interesting. We had very little time to digest it yesterday as it relates to it coming out. A lot of people have a difference of opinion on it uh, when you think about, okay, is it a distraction in season? Does this team deserve it? Is it a potential you know, accident waiting to happen. I saw a lot of that on Twitter yesterday. Well, uh, the Cardinals are just going to be exposed. They're going to be continue to be exposed as it airs later in the season. You know, is it a litmus test to see how they collapse? I disagree with all of that. I think this is the NFL saying this is a brand on the rise and I got some pushback for it. That's fine. It's a brand on the rise. The Arizona Cardinals, people want to see what's going on with this team. Stars up and down the roster. We mentioned Watt, of course, Kyler Murray deandre hopkins and his suspension saga Buddha baker right all of the plethora of talent at the skill positions right we're gonna see what happens with the two inside linebackers i mean like football junkies people know isaiah simmons and david collins they want to see how they're doing and then the casual fan like my wife or my uncle they want to see jj watt and kyler murray the dallas cowboys indianapolis colts they they had their turn it's the cardinals chance now to come out and say okay we're going we're gonna to dispel some misconceptions. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is Michael Bidwell and Steve Kimes saying, people have a, a preconceived notion about, number one, our head coach and his ability to lead, by example. He's not some pretty boy Ryan Gosling type. He, he's first one in, last one out. Bo, I thought, brought up a great point yesterday as it relates to, okay, this is Cliff Kingsbury's chance to kind of dispel a lot of what's probably assumed about him. And then also, as it relates to Kyler Murray, like, this is a big opportunity for Kyler Murray, with cameras around him almost twenty-four-seven at the facility, to basically say, "Okay, I am a leader of men. I can gravitas and, and capture a locker room. Players do, you know, come to me for advice. We have an inner circle of guys. I, I am somebody who leads by example on and off the field. So I'm, I'm anxious to see that. I'm anxious to get Bo Brock back on the stream. I'm also anxious to get Jordan Schultz, NFL ins- Insider." who should be joining us anytime to talk about the newest addition to the Arizona Cardinals backfield that being Daryl Williams and Company I also want to give a quick shout out to a couple of our sponsors because you know why the hell not you know we're officially in the playoffs and the sun it's heating up you know as it relates to our new partner we're excited to welcome OG's brand in the house PHX family OG's is one of America's first original scratch made cannabis kitchens dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis infused products that flavor life's journey. The quality of their products stem from a combination of accurate dosing and amazing, amazing flavor. Edibles are not just a one-size- fits-all product, which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their, their motto is flavoring life. and that's something we can all get behind. Let's get tropical with their tropical flute flavors, which include guava, strawberry kiwi, Raspberry Orange and Pina Colada, their orange creamsicle gummies, taste like a dream. OG's seeks to focus on life's opportune moments to consume our product. For us, these occasions are laid back. They're relaxing, whether it's being with friends, connecting with nature, or embarking on an adventure. It's been fantastic getting to know the folks at OG's. If you're interested in trying these amazingly delicious and um, uh, available flavors, they're available at ogsbrands.com. That's ogbrands.com. Look who it is! It's Mr. Bo Brock back and better than ever on a stream. I just just got fo- done telling the folks about OGs, um, and we wrapped up a little talk on Hard Knocks, Bo. But let me pick your brain as it will as it relates to to the Hard Knocks story that came out yesterday. Um, you know, twenty four hours to digest. What's your takeaway from that?
1: For Hard Hard Knocks. I mean, it just continues to be a win for the Arizona Cardinals. Huge win. I think that they're the perfect team. Obviously, you've got uh, so much star power. You've got the two returning veterans, Dehard Knox and DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt. We're going to get an inside look and to see how Kyler Murray, who I'm sure by that point, will try to to justify all the millions of dollars that he's just signed for. And then you've got Cliff Kingsbury. I just think it's going to be an awesome season. I don't know if the NFL could have found a better team to uh to 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 kind of follow around. I mean it's gonna make up for you know what we're gonna see with the training camp version and the Detroit Lions. I, I don't know if that's gonna provide as much excitement as people they're the appetizer for the for the meal, right right? Exactly. Exactly. So I yeah as far as hard knocks go, I, I think it's it's huge for the the organization that, that likes to kind of put itself on display anyway. I mean they've been doing the flight plan for what, three, four seasons now. They did yeah. the all or nothing back in twenty fifteen. So, you know, that's uh, that, that's it's not going to be anything that they're going to be overwhelmed by, by having a couple extra cameras in the locker room. Um, and look, if it goes great, it goes great. You kind of get a glimpse into to the team having success and taking the next step forward. Or you get a kind of a glimpse and see maybe what went wrong. And, you know, I think yeah. there was a lot of uh, people didn't really know why the Cardinals, what was the reason for the downfall of the last two seasons. And uh, and now you kind of get a you get a front seat to that and just get the popcorn out because I think it regardless of what happens I mean hard knocks doesn't necessarily equate to success but it all, it does equate to this team will to entertainment.
0: Speaking of entertainment, check out gophnx.com. Get a membership for the year fifty cents for the first month, eight ninety nine for the subsequent month, or you can become a member permanently for twelve months. Under 60 bucks, get a free t-shirt like this fantastic new diamondback t-shirt. Check this out. The Rattlesnake, love that from our PHNX merchandise locker. You get that full-free if you become a member for the full year. You can also pick up one of our PHNX hats from the locker $29.99. We love it. Jordan Schultz, NFL insider, joining us any minute to talk about the recent addition for the Arizona Cardinals. That being Daryl Williams. We're going to talk about the Kyler Murray contract saga. Uh, keep your comments flowing. We love to, absolutely love to see them. What we also love to see, the start of, you know, OTAs always kind of signified to me, Bo, like, okay, this is the team now. This is what we're going to get this fall. Who is excelling? Who is popping off? uh, Especially as it relates to some of these younger guys. Everything I see from Rondell Moore tells me he's going to have a huge year. I don't know if that means, you know, 1,200 yards receiving, especially with the influx of pass catchers the Cardinals brought in but man, how can you not be excited about, about what you're seeing from, from the little man and you're, you're seeing, and you can
1: say, it, you can say, it. i if I yes, said it one little very... man. I'm five, six, Rondell, what five, seven, maybe right, kind of eye to eye.
0: Not exactly.
1: Right. But he looks fluid out there, man. He just like, and he's running routes down the field and that's something that we were kind of pounding the table for. We want to see him maybe in a little bit of a Tyreek Hill role. I don't know what the, uh, the addition of Hollywood Brown does to that, but, you know, I you would I would love to see kind of uh, Rondell Moore more utilized like he was the first couple games of the season than he was down the stretch where he was catching balls pretty much behind. But uh, uh, yeah, it's um, I, I think Rondell Moore. We talked to our guy Frank Sanders and he expects a big jump. And if he does, I mean, that's just that's icing on the cake. It's it's something that you're not expecting from this offense. And if he if he can get going, that would be huge for Kyler Murray and crew.
0: Yeah, I think especially like Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins and Trey McBride, they they get all the headlines this offseason, rightfully so. But Rondell Moore, I think, led the team in receiving through the first four weeks last year. I mean, he was electric in the Viking game, the San Francisco game. Really, when the offense was at its best, he was involved. Now, is he going to be, you know, a 90 catch guy with you know, a robust number of yardage next year. I don't know. I don't know what his touchdown total should be in a peak year for a second round receiver, but I know that like, if I, if you, if I could sign up right now, Bol Brock for 800 yards, receiving 200 yards, rushing, you know, dynamic player as a return man, and maybe like six, six, seven touchdowns. I would take that because I think he is so electric with the football in his hands. It's all about Cliff Kingsbury setting him up for success. The horizontal passing game, it has its place in any offense, but, man, they went to the well for that too much. And, and we're big Cliff Kingsbury supporters on this pod. We we both think he's been successful, and rightfully so. But be anxious to see what happens as it relates to Rondell Moore um, and the inclusion of all this offensive talent, including Daryl Williams, the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals, breaking news this morning as the Cardinals signed the ex-Kansas City Running back and the gentleman who broke that news, Mister Jordan Schultz, NFL insider, joining us for the first time on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. We'll see if we can get him here, uh, Mister Jordan Schultz. Can you hear us, you guys? Yes, sir. Thanks so much for for hopping
1: on, taking some time today. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Happy to do it. So, Daryl right. Williams. <laughs> Daryl Williams signs the deal today. Jordan, any uh, details as far as
2: what that deal looks like? Yeah, I'm not quite a Liberty. Give me I need like an hour uh, before <laughs> I think it's still getting officially finalized. But it's a one-year deal, I believe. And um, I just talked to Daryl. I think what's really interesting about this for Arizona is, okay, so let's go back to last season when obviously the offense had tremendous success on the ground, not only with James, but with Chase. And we've seen all the Arizona running backs get paid, you know, Kenyon as well. And I think what you get with Daryl is a combination of uh, of Chase and James. You know, he's not a burner, but he's also someone that can one gap and then hit. Uh, he can break you out, uh, break you down. He had over 1,000 all-purpose scrim- all yards last year, eight touchdowns. And he has 191 touches without a fumble, which is one of the longest streaks in the league. He's also really good on third downs. And one one note that I thought was really interesting was that Patrick Mahomes, who obviously had him in Kansas City, he he really vouched for for Daryl, and you know told Arizona that hey, this is a guy that you can trust. He's a really good player, uh, no nonsense, great locker room guy, and someone that he liked having on the field. So. I think when you combine all of that with the fact that, you know, obviously you draft Keontae Ingram out of Texas, good player. Um, And obviously, you know, James, a pro bowler. Those are three really good backs that they'll be able to cycle in and out.
0: Jordan, I love that. Number one, you're breaking news when you're on this show today. Fantastic. Uh, We didn't plan that, but it's great to open up the show and not immediately talk Kyler Murray contract saga, but that's where I'm going to head now. So, Kyler Murray opts to not show up for day one of, of OTAs. We expect that to continue. You know, you broke the Zach Ertz contract earlier this off season. You're in the know. When can we expect a deal? Because we know we're going to get one at some point. And I I know the fan base, they would love to see number one out there leading this team even early in the off season. Is it realistic to think it could happen in the next couple of weeks or is it going to take longer than that? No,
2: I don't think next couple of weeks, Johnny. I think it's going to be a little bit longer, you know, as we get into camp. You know, obviously, if you look at, you know, 30,000 foot picture, you think about some of the best young quarterbacks in the game. And Kyler's in that conversation firmly. I know he didn't play great down the stretch and not not well in the playoff game, but he's a really great, talented, elastic young player. And you think about that. But then also we know that Arizona typically doesn't pay guys that kind of money, at least not this soon. Um, and obviously, he's the number one overall pick. He wants to be taken care of like the Josh Allens and Mahomes's, and I think he will, but I don't know if it gets done this off season. I certainly don't think it'll be in the next two, three weeks here. Um, I think the bigger thing is too, that, you know, there've been reports that well, obviously now he's not there for OTAs and would he potentially hold out? I don't know. I think we, we got to wait a little bit longer for that, but um, there's clearly a disconnect. And obviously part of that is that the Cardinals front office and coaching staff, want and probably need kyler to be more of a leader and i think he knows that so this is a huge season for so many different weight reasons
1: we got the june 1st designation coming up i mean it just doesn't so why what would be the true hold hold up would it just be straight negotiations between the money yeah yeah bo is money money. it's
2: it's it's kyler wanting more money than and an extension that that arizona is not willing to give i mean the bidwells you know, he's not. They're not a. This is not a team that traditionally pays overpays or right. pays a ton of money. They they just don't. You know, you look at the way that they've handled things under his ownership, and that's fine. But I think if you're Kyler Murray um, and and his agent, you need to understand what you're dealing with here. This is not an organization that's going to bend over just to bend over backwards just to take care of its number one pick, even if it is a quarterback in the franchise. So. Um, I think realistically it will be after June 1st. And I hope it gets done because, you know, the, the Cardinal, this is a window for them. You know, this is a window for them. He's still on his rookie deal. They obviously have surrounded him on both sides of the ball with a ton of talent. And, you know, you'd like to believe that Arizona can be a Super Bowl contender.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Bidwells have never had a, a franchise quarterback like this that's been homegrown. They've always gone the veteran route. So I'm yeah. not surprised it's taking longer. But, man, you start throwing around $40, $45 million a year. Yeah. That's going to make anybody uncomfortable. Let's pivot to, you know, Daryl Williams gets signed today. That checks a huge box behind James Conner, you know, a Pro Bowl running back. Could you see them making any other moves specifically on the defensive side? They haven't really replaced Chandler Jones, an outside linebacker. Clowney, a bunch of these guys, Melvin Ingram, they get signed already. You know, there are a couple of quality options on the defensive line, like an a key as a Carlos Dunlap. Where could you see them kind of dipping their toe in on the defensive side now that, you know, we're into the third or fourth wave of free agency?
2: Yeah, I mean they have, you know, Chandler leaves to go to the the Raiders, and you know, you just thought that they would handle that in the draft, they really didn't. And when I think about, you mentioned Carlos Dunlap, that that's a name that's interesting to me because he's had a resurgence in Seattle. Um, I don't know if they're going to. I, I would I wouldn't I would be surprised if the Cardinals went out in the next two weeks here, three weeks here, and made a move. I think what you will see with them more realistically is that they would wait until camp and then they could bring in a veteran. You mentioned Ayers, another good player that's been around a long time, that's been productive. Um, you know, there's no rush. It's not just that Arizona wouldn't be in a rush. It's that a lot of veterans who are seven to ten years plus in the league, they don't wanna be, they don't wanna just sign with a team to sign. That's one. And then also it needs to be a good fit. And a lot of guys don't wanna be in camp the duration if they don't have to. You know, I've talked to a few veteran players who are still unsigned, good players and agents, who say, you know, there's just no rush now because if we were going to get it done, it would have happened right before the draft or right after, and now we're in this no-man's land where we don't really feel a rush, and I think Arizona, as a result, would probably wait.
1: Jordan Schultz, of course, the NFL Game Day, and of course the pull-up pod. He joins us here on PHNX Cardinals. Let me ask you this. Was there anybody this offseason that you thought was just a shoe-in to end up in Arizona and went ended up going elsewhere?
2: Wow. Um okay, let me I gotta think of <laughs> Uh give me some i tell you what's better, because I have so many names in my head. Give me some names that you thought you might get and I'll tell you how realistic it was.
0: Ooh. Um I can tell you right now uh everybody wanted Hassan Reddick back here and they had interest yeah. uh and he goes to Philadelphia for I mean decent money 13 yeah. million per year.
2: So so that was more about him going home we played at Temple he's from there. That that was about you know him having the the home reunion. I think you know Arizona the, the money wasn't that dissimilar. Um I actually thought there was a decent chance he'd be back because he was really productive and still relatively young. Um, so that was, uh, that was in the mix. Who else?
1: Let's go. With, how about like a, one of the wide receivers, like, uh, Alan Robinson? Any, no, Alan, no, no, no.
2: Um, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. This is I mean, fun. I, obviously I, you know, I've done it, you know, I'm pretty close with Alan and I broke that story when he went to the Rams. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, you know, Arizona wasn't in the mix there. No, Um okay. I think there were, he had, a, I mean, he had a lot of interest and he had to whittle it down and ultimately, you know, the Rams were a great fit because he, they could be like one, a one B with cup and we'll see what happens with Beckham. But obviously, you know, him and cup are really vibing well together. They're already mm, uh really synced up. Um Who else receivers? Uh, well, can
0: we, can we talk about well, obviously how losing down- Kirk?
2: You know, losing Kirk was a yeah. was a formality because they were never going to pay him even remotely right. close to the mid-teens he got from Jacksonville.
0: Can we talk about Hollywood Brown for a second? Did you see that coming? Was no. that something that was telegraphed at all? I mean, we had no. kind of talked about it like as a, a a a bridge or an olive branch in February on this show, like maybe they could float that out there. But then it happens on draft night, and it just took everybody by storm. I can't imagine um jordan they trade for hollywood brown and they don't get something done with kyler because it's like they they traded for him in part because that's his best friend right
2: yeah they were they were great together in norman i mean that was a great connection um and and also hollywood gives you another you know premier speed threat you think about the offense they bring back aj they have rondale who's going to be a really good player obviously hop suspended um you know, there, there's just so many weapons. Obviously, you mentioned Ertz, who's a, a really fast, you know, vertical tight end. I uh, no, I'm forgetting guys. So, um, Isabella's still there, right?
0: Yeah. He is. And they drafted Trey McBride in the second round. Draft, too.
2: drafted Trey McBride, who I thought was the best tight end in the draft at a CSU. Really good player. He's going to be an instant guy, instant impact guy. Um, but in terms of Hollywood, basically, that caught the whole league by storm because both sides were essentially sworn to secrecy for the week leading up. So I didn't get a sniff of it, nothing. And when it happened, uh, when I started asking around, nobody else did either. I mean, it it was really, they did a great job. I think what happened was, you know, both sides felt like if this gets out, then the deal gets dead. So we have to keep it incredibly quiet. And that's what happened. But I thought it was a huge, hugely positive move for Arizona. Jordan
1: Schultzman, so gracious with his time. I want to ask a question on behalf of our friends over at PHNX Suns. They continue to try to pick up the pieces after losing that game seven, but you're also dialed in. As I say, you did the pull-up podcast with CJ Mm McCollum. He took them on in the first round, and Pelicans, valiant effort. Suns, what's the fallout ultimately this offseason?
2: Well, there's so many different things that they could do, and namely is do they they extend DA, and I think – you know, if I were them, I would run it back. I don't, I'm curious. What's the sense of the Suns fans? Like, are they, uh, bad? they want to, the sky wanna, is falling. They, okay. <laughs> well, I know that, but do you think they want to run it back or they want to? Uh,
0: I think they feel like DeAndre Ayton's time is up. I think they feel like wow. Chris Paul, you got to limit his minutes and they, they're looking to do a big move for, you know, a perimeter player to, to, to pair with. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is. Uh, is that Aiden was the number one pick, and if you look at his numbers, I mean they've been very good. I know he yeah. he did not have a great uh, playoff series against Dallas, to say the least. But um, you know you're talking about basically two super maxes, or well, super max for book, a max for for Da. Uh, also, um, Cam, you got to take care of. Cam. You have to take care of Cam. I think um, you know they thought they would get. They thought they would have gotten more out of out of uh, campaign, uh, and that. Um, you know, he would have been able to spell Chris more. But Chris still has two more years left. Uh and he is 37. To me, you shouldn't be asking Chris Paul to play 35 minutes. He should be 28. Right. That that's just realistic. Like you're not asking you can't ask, I don't I know he's a superstar. He's gonna go down as one of the greatest point guards ever. And Chris is my man. You you can't ask him to play that kind of minutes at that age. You you know this is why you went out and drafted uh, da because you need him to be a legit number two or number three guy um and uh you know mikhail obviously i, mean, I love the roster I, I really there's so much to like about it to me if i'm looking at what what would be the realistic move they could make i mentioned mitchell they they need another guy that can create and without a ball screen like just go get me a bucket you know you see it uh, you look at the remaining teams in the playoffs: Golden State, Miami, and Boston. All three of those teams have multiple players. Um, you know, Dallas doesn't necessarily, but the other three that can really go get you a bucket when their number one guy isn't isn't in the isn't on the court or isn't isn't playing well. So that's what they need.
1: Awesome stuff. Make sure you're following if you're a Cardinals fan, Suns fan, just a sports fan, following along on Twitter at Schultz underscore report. Jordan Schultz. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you you got to do it again, man.
2: I'm happy to do it. I Listen, I'm an NFC West guy. I'm from Seattle. Uh, always, always been a fan of the Cardinals, though. and I, I do think uh, they are in great hands. And I'm telling you right now that uh, I do believe, and maybe I'm in the minority, but I believe they're one of the five or six contenders. I, I feel that confidence wow. about the team. So I, I do love the roster. I love Cliff. And I think uh, there's a lot to be excited about. And as for the Suns, we'll see. But, I, I mean, hey, <laughs> 64 wins, not bad.
0: Not, not bad. bad. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Wow, great insight, Jordan Schultz. We're excited after listening to that. How can you not be for this for this season? How about that
1: little nugget on Hassan Reddick? That was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to play that game a little bit longer, but uh, we, I didn't want to just monopolize Jordan Schultz's time. I'm sure he's breaking more news, and he broke the news about Daryl Williams. The Arizona Cardinals running back room looks like it's complete going into training camp. Now we look at the pass rush. Now we look at maybe cornerback as the remaining spots. More to talk about, and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of PHNX Cardinals. Make sure you've subscribed you're not do it follow along on spotify and if you're on apple Podcasts, leave us a nice five star rating in review for johnny venerable make sure you're following on twitter follow me bo brock and of course our friends damian anderson frank sanders we'll talk to you guys manana